Yo, 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 what's up you guys and welcome. I go by the name Arnold and you're listening to the Making Sense Podcast. Hey, what's up you guys and welcome to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. I go by the name Arnold. Subjects of today will be the spoiler field review of house of dragon specifically the episode one so as always if you're not caught up to the show i would advise for you to go out there watch it and come back when you're done and give the episode a listen so now that i've said it i put the disclaimer out let's talk about the episode in itself right so the episode is kind of a it's not really a sequel it's more so a prequel from the event that happened in westeros meaning it really focuses on the dynasty of the targaryens and how pretty much the once really dominant dynasty kind of fell apart by just you know having um conflicts within themselves and pretty much destroying themselves in the in the you know search of power right they're trying to get themselves on the iron throne so this show would most likely be a prequel but i will say this it doesn't really feel like a prequel meaning i feel like if you never liked game of thrones that will not be the show for you to start liking the universe of game of thrones because i feel like everything that worked in game of thrones is pretty much back in the show whether it's just the political side whether it's just you know the intrigue the kind of the mystery the supernatural the dragons you know you got two we actually saw two beautiful really well designed dragons and like i said that's not really if you never liked the universe that won't that won't be the show for you to start liking it but on the other side if like me although the last two seasons and yes i'm putting season six as well in it then last two seasons were garbage it's not an opinion at that point it's just a fact the ending was not good if you like the show you know what the fuck i'm saying so if you did not like the the ending but you still love the show you know because there are more good seasons than there are bad ones i feel like this is the perfect show for you like they were able to capture all the stuff that made game of thrones so special and so great and to put it in a new show with a new take on new characters a new intrigue a new story and to me it works really well like for like like i said for the first episode it's really really promising right to me there's so many stuff that we saw in this specific show in this specific show that we did not see or we kind of you know that were teased in the original one meaning you know how, who the targaryens were how they really acted there's just the, the whole mentality of a targaryen the people that were considered more god like than actually human beings and their relationship with the dragons i feel like it was fascinating to see that at that time they said that the show happened 172 years prior to the you know the main show game of thrones so about two centuries before the events of the main show dragons was just you know there and nobody was really surprised or shocked so you know it would be really fascinating to see if we get to see in the show how the dragons disappear in the relationship with the dragons with the rest of the population but as far as the show like i said it, it really my, my my one of the things that i felt that overall like i said i liked it i genuinely enjoyed the show but it, it was quite the strange feeling because i felt like 
it's like I missed the show, right? But I feel like it's a great thing that it's only happening now because I feel like if the show would have followed directly after the Game of Thrones, you know, it took us a couple of years to kind of digest the ending because the ending, like I said, was super controversial and many of us did not like it and it kind of left a sour taste in our mouth. So it, it took us, it's not even like a grief because it's not that serious, but for a show that was so beloved by so many people, I feel like, for them to take kind of hiatus and to take kind of this little bit of space, I believe that's like four or five years, maybe four, more so four years after the end of Game of Thrones, that actually makes sense. And that was really, to me, one of the best way to kind of introduce this new generation of characters and this new storytelling, right? It's like, I don't know if that they were supposed to take that that long, meaning like that amount of time, because you know COVID happened at the same time, so I don't know if that was re always planned. But yeah, like I said, I feel like it's coming at the perfect timing, right? So now onto the show, right? I feel like this there's like so many stuff were teased in that new episode. I feel like there were loads of great moments for the first episode. I feel like they kind of introduced the antagonist slash like the villain of the show in the person of like Damon Targaryen. It's kind of a bloodthirsty. A prince that wants to be just you know recognized as a king but clearly has no <laughs> he has like they said like the it's it's kind of funny because it's one of the it, it, in there was so many different adoration of like the king's council or even the hand of the king and maybe aside from Ned Stark and Tyrion as well there was so many of them that they really had nothing to do with just you know being in that council and everyone was really the council so many of them had nothing to do in that council and so many of them was just like i said using just the council just you know to either make themselves rich or just trying to you know use have some type of leverage on other people right so it's kind of odd to see people in the council kind of you know really using reason and the one thing that they can most of them can agree on is like Damon has no business in being the king and that's really true because he seems like vile like cruel I still don't know exactly now and I hope there's something they will touch on later in the season about how his psychology why he is how he is but like I said he's really like just you know short tempered you can tell that like, you know he really doesn't really give a fuck about anyone else but him you know even his brother was just even um, his niece you can tell that he's really have like the, his only ambition is to be king and he's really cruel like i said vile like ruthless and a little bit like sadistic you see when they all they do the whole thing in king's landing and they start just assaulting uh, i guess the criminals but still like just do really gruesome scenes and i feel like the this character is really rooted in anger for whatever reason and he's really like i feel like he will make a really good antagonist because He's so ruthless. I feel like he will most likely try and have like you no know, a coup to kind of get what he wants. Because you know, as you, as you know, he did not. He was supposed to be the heir, and his uh, niece Ramira was chosen instead of him. So I'm really genuinely curious and eager to see what's going to happen to him in the in in the rest of the seasons. And on the other side, it's like you you got Ramira, which is I feel like she kind of embodies the good sides of Daenerys meaning she's you know she's quite young but yet there's this kind of a this calm uh, this calmness this stillness about her that makes her kind of 
of a good fit, a good fit to be a leader, although she's a woman, because, you know, back then it wasn't really popular for the, you know, woman uh, to be in charge in a position of power. Some might say it's still, you know, pretty much accurate right now, but I feel like Ramira, her, like, I feel like he's, she's still quite young, so really inexperienced, but there's like, she's really wise for a young age and, you know, she challenged really the establishment. So that part as well, having how she will be able to gain people because most, because once the king decided of who his successor will be, nobody really have any type of complaints to make or to just, you know, voice. But that don't really mean that everyone is on board or everyone respects. So I feel like once she's been elected as, you know, a new, like the new heir of the, the Iron Throne, I feel like she would have to win people over. And I'm really curious as to see as to how she will do so. And especially like, no, she's pretty legitimate because she's a Targaryen and she's got the relationship with the dragon. But, you know, at the same time, she's still a woman. And since it's not common for her, to, for a woman to be queen of the Iron Throne, you saw how much of a hard time Daenerys had to just, you know, convince people to rally around her. And you can see how it played out in the end. And the ending sucked, especially when it comes to Daenerys. But we ain't talking about that shit specifically. But yeah, like I said, Ramira, the, the development of that character is something I'm really looking forward to. And yeah, I feel like, again, it's a great way to depict like the whole system, the whole political system about just, you know, what it means to be king, right? It's like you see the king, the father of Ramira, like like I said, they, there's this saying that says, uh, heavy is the head, the worst the crown. And I feel like he has to make so many impossible choice. And to be honest, I really don't, I don't envy him with the choice that he has to make. You know, like for instance, he has to choose between saving his wife and saving his like, you know, his child. And he chooses his to save his child. And turns out he lost and turns out he lost both of them. And to be honest, the, the part, I don't, there's so many, there's been so many violent scenes. And over the years, there's been so many gruesome scenes. But I'm gonna be honest, the, the scene where they're trying to open like the, the belly, like the, the wound of the, the womb of the, the, the mother of the queen, that was quite disturbing to say the least. That was really hard to watch. And I'm gonna be honest, that was like one of the, only time in Game of Thrones when I was like, hey, this might be a little too far for me. I think they highlighted the fact that just, you know, he has to make loads of sacrifice. So like I said, he sacrificed his wife to save his child, but it turns out he lost both of, both of them. And now he's sacrificing his relationship with his brother to put his daughter in the position of power. So again, and you know, it was also teased that he might be sick. I don't know if he has the same disease, like, you know, the dragon stuff, like we are discussing that Sir Joran Mormon had, you know, like when he had that like, some type of like just dragon disease, I don't know what the fuck it is. But to be honest, I feel like that won't, the king won't necessarily have like a central, at least maybe for that first season, he will have like a central role, but going forward, he will most likely take a back seat i don't know because to be honest i never read the book so i have no idea what the fuck is happening so maybe he will be killed i feel like you know it, it would make sense for his brother to kill him in his pursuit of power so again i don't really know what 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 the fuck will happen but to me like i said that dynamic of him trying to prepare his daughter and giving her all the knowledge that he got and preparing her really to, to rule. I feel like that relationship moving forward will also be really quite interesting to see. And the last one, last point, when it comes to the council, I feel like the hand of the king, 
is really like i said he's really using reason although he really hates damon damon rightfully so because damon is a piece of shit but to me seeing all the people for the different houses being in that council and yet it seems like they're a little bit more traditional but at the same time a little bit more grounded the difference between this council and the one that Ned Stark joined in the first season of game of thrones i feel like they really lo looking forward for the, the the kingdom's best interest and the king's best interest right and to me that will be also a focal point moving forward meaning they will also have to make you know hard choices the same way the king had to sacrifice his wife in order to being able to have a son and that didn't work out so although th that king is already rooted in lust i feel like it's their job to kind of help him look past his grief to kind of make the right decision so again i'll look forward to seeing that and yeah i think that was pretty much for like i said for the first episode that i feel like that was super promising like i said i it wasn't really necessarily like no nostalgia but i genuinely liked i felt like we needed a new game of thrones show i, I know i remember when they announced the, the show i wasn't necessarily convinced i was like yo what the fuck is i don't i definitely don't need to, to like a new game of thrones shows that was probably because uh, I was still upset about the underwhelming end, but if I'm being honest, for the first episode, that was they really delivered something that's really cool and really special. Although, like I said, I don't feel like it's something drastically different from like the first show. But I feel like if you like that universe, you will most likely enjoy what you're seeing. So yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed my take on this new show and the first episode of the new show house of dragons and yeah as always guys if you haven't please go subscribe to my instagram page at make sense podcast check me out on facebook at the page the making sense podcast and you know subscribe to me on spotify i'm also available on deezer i am also available on uh, amazon music and you can find me in uh, Apple Podcasts as well. So yeah, that was pretty much it. And peace. Well, that's pretty much it for today, folks. I hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode, at least as much as I did making it. Uh, if you haven't, please go and subscribe to the podcast. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podchaser, and I am also available on Deezer. If you haven't as well, guys, please go and subscribe to my Facebook page. It's called The Making Sense Podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Thank you guys so much for the support. Don't hesitate to leave me a review or comment. I would appreciate it a lot. And yeah.